Marcus, Anders, how's your trades going? Marcus, you said your name first. How's your trade going? <laughs> hey, man, you're the guest. Welcome, man. Welcome to the show, Anders. Great to have you, man. Yeah, Mar Marcus and, and, and Sean, really, really happy to be here. Um, old friends, and it's good to hang out again. Uh, so thanks a lot for having me. I really enjoyed to hang out with you um, in the green room before now here. How's my trade going? I think uh, you could say that short term, it's probably uh, under a little bit of challenge, um, but we're pumping right now. So, so that's good. Long term, there's no doubt that this trade of, of being all in Bitcoin is going phenomenal because yes. we're going to $25 million per Bitcoin and then so forth and so Fair. on and end up at a, at a billion Fair dollars by the end of this century. Anders is a bear. <laughs> So we're, we're pumping right now. That's why I got my scarf on. Yes. Oh, shoot. Out, oh I thought it was cold out. over there. I thought you were like saving gas. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm in LA. It's beautiful weather all year round. But Shout I wear stuff. Toxic happy hour. Thank you. Know, you. Anders and Pubby. This is just, you know, an old, an old tradition and old traditions die hard. Wearing the yeah. scarf in the scarf pump. Yeah. Do you yeah, want the for, story for of the how world? that started? Oh, we good. Yeah, well, yes, oh, yeah. well, hold this is, on. This is bringing me... back memories right here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the pink scarf. Wow. It's, it's where it all started for me. And I'm yes. so happy you put on the red balloon in the, in the shot as well. Right? Hey. <laughs> oh, you remind me, man. I didn't even think about that. That's a, that, what another great story uh, or, 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 or memory, shall we say. Yeah, but, before, uh, before, before we get into that, let me just do a little intro and then we'll get right back into it. So welcome everybody to Bitcoiner's Guide. This is the show that we wish we would have had when we first started learning about Bitcoin. Made it for you. Uh, a little timestamp and price stamp. Today is October 26, 2022, uh, 1037 a.m. in the Mountain Standard Time. Bitcoin's current price is $20,800 and some change, up 5% in the last 24 hours. So, scarf pump is going on right now uh anders and marcus and me we got stories for days and honestly marcus and i are super pumped and super happy uh to have anders as our guest we're your hosts marcus and sean but this is a really special guest to us anders for many of you who may not know was the first person i ever talked to face to face or zoom or on a jitsi video call about bitcoin um and that was that was uh probably back in 2020 i think and um that was the first time i'd ever talked to anyone about bitcoin that was you know that actually knew what they were talking about because my friends and family did not know so anders welcome to bitcoiners guide it's a pleasure to have you on thank you i mean hashtag me too the movement uh, pleasure is even more on, on my side. Uh, really happy to hang out with uh, with you two, and we had an amazing time uh, through 2020. And uh, Marcus, I remember uh, the song uh, and the video you made uh, with it with the Turkish the blind drummer that was kind of associated, I think, for everyone on Bitcoin Twitter with us finally reaching that all time high of 20,000 and that euphoria going through December of 20. 20 where oh, yeah. we went from 20 to like 29 or something uh good times nothing but good memories with you guys psyched to be here and uh 
looking forward to uh to whatever else is uh, down the pipeline with us oh yeah oh yeah i wanted to do a rapid fire question and this is not john vallis but i want to do like three rapid fire questions just to jog your memory first of all will clementi he used to be called dr bull run by by yours by yourself i named him yeah you named him dr bull what happened to Will Clemente, first of all? What happened to him? I wanted to ask you that. I mean, what happened? I don't know. I mean, oh, God, this is on the record. Um, and not just a confidential. I don't want to put you in any. Uh, you can plead the yeah. fifth if you want to. I mean, I, I, I guess. Truth you know, or I, dare. I have, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm a truthful person. I'm also, you know, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I personally find myself to be honest and transparent. Uh, you know, I personally don't have any beef with with Will, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do see what and, and he was gracious to come on on Talk to Capier several times. And, and that was fun. And back when uh, a lot of us thought that on chain analysis was useful for predicting what's going on with the price, which it turned out to not really be. Um, but I, I guess as a you know, my guess is as, as a as a fairly young kid coming into Bitcoin, and, and also needing to make a living, I, I guess, step by step, he ended up also doing some analysis on other coins and, you know, through his job. And I, I get it. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not endorsing anything but Bitcoin, but I understand that the guy wants to make a living and also want to be able to buy some Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I would, of course, never myself start talking about how to play the ethereum price anything like that but so you know i'm i got no beef i think that's what happened probably said too much yeah no you're good i, I think he just got replaced by dr bear dr jeff ross so. <laughs> okay see a much a much smarter answer because yeah. now, now, now i said stuff that might make will upset with me no will whatever right he he's a big boy he can take yeah. it yeah so uh Okay, another another rapid fire question. And sorry, Marcus, I didn't even tell you I was going to do this. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, Go ahead. I'm enjoying uh, this. Peter McCormack said he was going to pay off your credit card debt one time. Did he yes, ever? I pay off, that. Did he ever pay off your credit card debt? The people want to know, Anders. The people <laughs> want to um, know. Uh, so to be honest, I I never chased him for that because it's deliberate, conscious. Uh, decisions from my side uh, so why should he pay for me making i didn't get there by bad luck i yeah. felt it's great to be short dollar and long bitcoin yeah and it allowed me to be a little bit longer bitcoin because i'm a little bit shorter fiat uh by having some credit card debt so no he didn't pay off but i think so later i met him at andy edstrom's house uh and uh Oh, and and uh, and I, I joke with him as like because I usually feel like people won't remember. Say, hey, do you remember that you know toxic happier and like the credit card thing and everything or something? And and I, and he he said like, I think he added a little clause like that when Bitcoin hits a million dollars for paying off the credit card. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that when Sean asked this question, I had this thing in my mind too. Wasn't it like when Bitcoin would cross like a hundred k or something like that? I think I, maybe, I would have to watch back the original show. I, but. Hashtag me too. 
Um, I would also <laughs> have to rewatch it. And it probably was a hundred thousand, he said back then. Uh, but honestly, it's it's really also an honor thing for me. I don't want to um, I don't want to ask. I don't want anyone to pay for me in that sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm a big boy. And um, I mean, not as big as, as seven feet Sean Harris here. <laughs> but, oh, uh, oh, oh. Hey, if I was seven feet, I'd be in the NBA. So I completely <laughs> get it. Right. So if somebody offers you this, it's like you're not going to chase it. You know, but OK, so what if he does come yeah. up to you and says, you know, hey, Anders, we're here at 200K. I wanted to pay off your credit card debt. Will you accept it? <laughs> if I'm forced, it's hard to say no to that kind of money because I have a lot <laughs> of credit card debt. <laughs> I, I really do. Yeah, um, but if Bitcoin's at 200k, you're sitting, you're sitting kind of pretty as well. So it's not like, oh yeah, it's not like you you won't be have having fun staying poor if Bitcoin's at 200k. No, no, I, I, I'll be living the dream. I mean, I feel already now. I'm, I'm kind of, you know. Life ain't perfect, and it is for no one, and we all go through ups and downs. But yeah. um, what, what Sean I'm really happy. is asking is, are you willing to sponsor the having party at that? <laughs> oh shoot! Here's is a whale. Well confirmed. <laughs> I have a question for you. Are you willing to sponsor the pleb party uh, up to Pacific Bitcoin? Something you know, if you sponsor us with two thousand, there we'll sponsor uh, the having party with two thousand when that time comes. <laughs> Oh, the having party <laughs> sponsors the pleb party at Pacific Bitcoin. Yes. I actually like that idea a lot. So here's the thing. I actually I mean, thought about this without money in betweeners. Yeah. Yeah. If you can make some signs or something, I'll, I'll have it put up there and um, and and we'll, we'll start pumping the, the having party even more. I'm, I, um, I'm, I'm actually heading down to L.A., um in the next seven days or so so i think we're definitely on to something here but i'm gonna meet to I, I need to meet i need to meet up with you in person actually 100 percent. look okay. i expect 250 people probably so it, it's gonna be uh i think it's gonna be an awesome having party yeah. i'm like in like final negotiations with a couple of sponsors to just make sure that i'm not going to be significantly down the hole myself uh yeah. which, which i would otherwise be um so but we're happy to do you know something uh shout out to and, and some publicity there yeah. to our friends you need to yeah that would be really, that'd be a really good idea honestly that, that's a great that's a great idea. let's talk about that uh offline because yeah i think that's i think that that would be really good okay okay uh so peter mccormick never paid you back dr bull run got replaced by dr bear now, here's what I really want to know. Did Greg Zadge ever pay up on that steak dinner bet? Did he ever pay up on it? So uh, I told both Greg and Poppy that made terrible predictions, and I won those bets over can, them. Can, whether... can, we, can you cover yeah. that bet that they made? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the people listening in, there we're hearing all these inside jokes here and have, yes. have no clue what's I... going on. Let, let me explain it. Okay. So they better figure out. Yeah. So Bitcoin so has history. Yeah. And, 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 and there's some memes that people may not understand that happened, you know, early in time. Unfortunately, I wasn't here like as early as I wanted to be, but, but the 2020 like pump wasn't my first rodeo. You can say I was here, you know, in Seoul 17. Uh, so 
I made a bet with uh, because the, as in any bull run, there's euphoria and people think this time it's different. It's just going to go mm. on. like just keep going up. And so I made a bet with um, Greg Sash was puppy was traveling. Greg Sash was on as a, uh, as my co-host in, instead. And, um, and we were talking about price and, and, and I said, you know, there'll still be uh, corrections. And, and, and Greg said, uh, no, there's never again going to be a, uh, a 50% correction. Ooh, so, take. so we may, I mean, you can go back and see it. It's on, it's on uh, my yeah. YouTube channel, yeah. right? Yeah. So the bet we ended up making, cause it can't just go forever. Cause we need a time. Uh, uh, so we can, you know, call a yeah. winner. So, like so we agreed. Happening. Yeah. So we agreed that until the end of 2022, if Bitcoin um, at any time was down 50% from its all time high, I would win. So I basically called there will be a minimum 50% correction by, by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, You're and, right. And you've been right twice, actually. That happened. That didn't happen once. That happened twice. Of course. Uh, I, I shall say I have also lost bets. Okay. But unfortunately, <laughs> the two bets that I have made where I was the bear, I won. The bets I've done when I was bullish, I lost. Uh, that's, a so, le- that's a lesson, kids. That's a yeah, lesson. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe I should be Dr. Bear. Uh, but definitely I'm very optimistic, um, uh, tending to naive, maybe sometimes, uh, uh, anyways. Um, so puppy comes on, on the next toxic happy hour. And I'm telling him about this, uh, this bet I met with uh, Greg, uh, saying like, of course, there's going to be a 50% correction. And puppy is like, no, there's not going to be a 50% correction. In fact, I challenge you, there's not even going to be a 40% correction. <laughs> so so I said, okay. Puppy was fight. enamored by, by Michael Saylor's, uh, his rhetoric, right? Yeah. So, so uh, he entered that bet. And the bet I have with both of them is that in Tampa, Florida, there's like a really old, classic gourmet steak restaurant uh, where the food is amazing. The drinks are amazing. The, the place is amazing. Um, Poppy first told me about that. So Greg is also in Florida. So the bet I met with Greg is if I win, uh, all you can eat drinks at, um, at that steakhouse. Mm. But after I won, I told, and it was the same price that I bet with, with puppy. But after I won, I mean, it was, I think first puppy lost, we were 40% down like two days later. (laughs) <laughs> Greg, he lost uh this was in uh, i think may 2021 uh but i told both of them because it sucks uh having to pay up bets when the price is down and you feel you don't have as much money so yeah. i told both of them look i'll postpone it we'll cross a hundred thousand dollars once we cross a hundred thousand dollars per bitcoin i want my freaking steak dishes <laughs> do you still have the steaks in your in your twitter handle Nah, I, I, I remove, <laughs> you know what? I thought it was when I started losing my bullish bets to other people that weren't necessarily on Twitter, I felt it would be just virtue signaling bullshit. If I say, Hey, I win these steak bets, but I, I, I lost, you know, a steak bet on the side, uh, calling for bullish price. So I yeah. thought it, it, it wouldn't be fair to call myself such a great better when I also lose. I thought it was up. funny. I just thought it was good mm, fun. Mm, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put them back when we reach a hundred, when we get close to a hundred thousand. Uh-huh. Put them back, to, put those stakes back, let people know what's up. Yeah, to remind Greg and Poppy that I want my freaking steak. Yeah. Yeah. 
Would hey, you, you mentioned there just now, uh, we, we were all too bullish. I can definitely relate. I, literally, like this morning, I couldn't help myself again. It's like uh, Bitcoin went up 5%. We're sitting at like right from 19 to 20K. I couldn't help but make a little fun meme, you know, just to, <laughs> to celebrate a little pump again. But, you know, who knows? Maybe next week we'll be sitting at 19K or even lower again. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I... It, I guess there was a lot of euphoria, especially now in hindsight, you know, it was like maybe we were, we were, and exactly like you said, you know, right at the point where we are, I mean, you won that bet pretty, pretty frigging fast, you know, it was faster like, than I thought. In hindsight, it was like literally like peak optimism right there. So I, I'm really curious because for me, it's like, it's still like a whole learning process as well, you know, and I, I do remember also coming in into like Bitcoin Twitter and you're listening to like guys like Odell and Bitcoin Tina. Anyway, people who are in it like a lot longer than I were, you think you're like, I learning from these guys and maybe now people are looking at you and they're, they're, they're learning from you. But in, in my case, I, I literally put in my Twitter profile, probably as stupid as you because we're all learning, right? And Bitcoin is super young in all factors. Just things, like you, like, Plan Marcus. I see the baby face there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, just just curious to see like how do you how do you look back on, on that? And like have you changed or 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 do you regret anything? Or are you gonna do anything different in the future? Or how do you look at the cycles and like the the um, yeah, the moods, you know, like there's definitely those those cycles of where you see like um, you notice this on Twitter as well. The, the 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 mood is a little bit like more depressed now during bull runs. It's like peak every. Uh, I'm missing like the English words here, you know, like you get a little bit blinded by um, by by optimism, and I guess we're all susceptible to it. Absolutely, man. I could talk for two hours nonstop answering that questions. Uh, or that question because there's so many things I, I I think I learned and was surprised. What would you about. tell? What would you tell the new? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, about what I learned uh, from that. I, I mean, sure. let me try. Let me try and answer the question, and then yeah. you can like uh, direct me if you want it differently. But I think I think the four years having cycle actually kind of uh, is intact. Everything else being equal. But the Fed stepped in raising uh, rates um, the fastest they've ever done, actually, uh, with these 75 basis points every, you know, every FOMC meeting, um, which means they tighten. And uh, if, if it needs to be easier on this, on this dude or explain, let me know. But this, the, we, I think we would have hit at least 200,000 in either Q4 of last year, Q1 of this year, if it hadn't been for the Fed stocking, starting to talk about we need to fight inflation uh, back around the time that, that Bitcoin peaked uh, at 69,000 November, um, November 10, actually, I think it was uh, 2021. So, and, and that shows something really important is that Bitcoin does its own thing, but obviously it's not isolated from the rest of the world and factors so important like the Fed tightening, increasing interest rates, which pushes assets down. Um, and, 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 and when you have you know, institutions and traders that have 
accounts with leverage and they own maybe 5% Bitcoin and 95% stock or whatever, when their stocks start going down, Bitcoin, they will, as Greg Foss, I think, says, you don't sell what you want to sell. You sell what you can sell. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that means Bitcoin will be sold off in that scenario as well, because they don't want to end up having, if they wanted to have a 5% exposure to Bitcoin, stocks start falling, and all of a sudden it's 15%, they will be selling off Bitcoin. Bitcoin is correlated short-term, not long-term. So I think that's, that was a big learning. Um, and uh, yeah, not get caught up in the euphoria, uh, I think. It's difficult though. It's wonderful. I yeah. love the pumps. Yeah. I love the higher price because I'm all in, right? I don't have a lot of fiat income to stack every day, every week. So for me, price lows is not good. It's better if it's high. Um, what was, what, what else did, did you, did you ask me or do you want from that question? I don't know if that was. Can, can I, can I say something too, before Marcus goes, I think. Yeah, sure. I think it's interesting too. Like one of the things that makes you happy about, or at least me, is when Bitcoin's price pumps, like when it really pumps, it's like, okay, I, the, all the work that I did leading up to this, what I actually did it right, you know? And I think it, it, it's less even about, okay, I'm rich or I feel wealthy. It's like, yes, I did. I studied for years. I made, I made, like I changed my money from fiat to a hard money, which is the hardest money, which is the only hard money, which is Bitcoin. And I went all in and it worked and it's going to continue to work. And I think that's one of the, one of those euphoric feelings about the price of Bitcoin pumping is that is it's not just that you are rich or that you can buy a Lambo. It's the fact that you are studying something and you're spending all day long studying it all year long. You've done it for years and and you're like, okay, I've looked at every single asset that I could possibly put my money into and Bitcoin looks like the best thing out there. And then when it pumps, it's just like, it's like a reaffirmation that what the work that you've put in is correct. And I think that's one of the best things about the pumps more so even than getting rich, which obviously getting rich or feeling like you're rich, that also is, it's a great feeling too. But just the fact that you accomplished something and that it was true, that also feels good when everyone has told you that you're putting your money into a Ponzi scheme, that you're putting your money into something that's very dangerous or risky, you know, it just feels really good to prove the haters wrong. Yeah, actually, absolutely. Actually, I remember also another part of your question, Marcus, if I, if I regret anything, I mean, um, I did things that were, that maybe weren't optimal, like, uh, <laughs> accumulating this, um, credit card debt, maybe. I mean, I, it would have been ideal to pay off some of that when Bitcoin was 65 instead of being stuck with it now. But, but I have zero regrets. I live my life with zero regrets because whatever I did at that time was what I thought was best. Um, and, and. Yeah. And, and we all get smart in the future. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You can't live an optimal life in the past because you didn't have that knowledge or understanding um, or weren't there at the right time when those things happen. Actually, it's a way that I, um, re- one of my best friends uh, taught me this, never to think about the past in terms of regretting um, or, or uh, uh, I wish I had done differently or 
I also heard that from a motivational speaker, um, you know, ne never to regret anything that went wrong because you can't, anything you can't change, why waste energy on it? If you can't change it and we can't change the past, stop wasting energy on it. Mm -hmm. Also, so th this one I'll, uh, I'll prescribe to my, uh, my good friend there. Um, stop thinking all the time about the future. Um, great things that you know are going to happen. Don't even think too much about it now because then you're kind of like taking all the pleasure now. And when it happens, it's, it's already like you've gone through the, the joys of that. And also don't fear the future and, and stress about things that's going to happen because guess what? We're all still here. And any time when we came to those challenges, we somehow overcame them. We are here. All solutions, uh, sorry, all problems have a solution. So he taught me very much to be in the moment. And I'm not perfect, but I think I learned a lot from that. So if I have things I'm stressing about, like with a play party in two and a half weeks, I, I put that aside and say, you know what? I'm right now hanging out with two good friends. I'm having a cup of coffee and I'm enjoying this moment. Anything else can wait. So no regrets, Marcus. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I am, I'm just appreciated and happy to be witnessing the first time for 4,000 years that one sound money yeah. takes over from another because last time was, was gold, which started as coins, uh, being circulated as coins in, in like the population 700 BC for the first time. This is such an amazing historical event that doesn't even happen once in a millennia. And we are here right now and can buy Bitcoin so cheap compared to where it's going. We are blessed. And if you're not happy about this situation and this opportunity, you are an ungrateful bastard. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it's We're true. lucky. I, I think, I think the, the biggest thing, right, is a lot of people, and this is what Jeff Booth has alluded to, I don't know. Do you still have that Jeff Booth book by your, on your yeah. desk, like always? I, I, dude, do you so really? I, 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 give me two seconds. It's, near, it's nearby for sure. Give oh. me two seconds. All right. All right. Well, you don't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to make him go get it, but okay. I guess it's true. I love that you bring up Jeff Booth because Jeff Booth is one of the persons I love so much because he has his positive outlook. Bro, you know? I, I have Instead of like then, crashing on. Can't find oh. it. You okay, can't find, find it. <laughs> I mean, I move, so it's here somewhere within like five square meters. I, yeah, I just I don't know where. Yeah. Go, uh, go, go ahead, Marcus. No, I was just saying, I love that you brought up Jeff Booth, uh, uh, Sean, or, or Anders before. You know, it's, um, you know, Jeff Booth to me is always somebody I love, love, love listening to and I can recommend the most because it's all easy for us to point at like everything that's rotten right now and look this is going to shit and inflation is high and gas prices going up and money printing go boom but jeff booth is one of the guys that actually can really articulate you know how bitcoin is a force for for positive change to the future and i love thinking about that and i wish we had more smart guys like him articulating that more you know like if we go onto a Bitcoin standard, this is why and how um, life will change for the better for everyone. Yeah, I, that's that's something I love thinking about, love imagining, and that's what I really like about Jeff Booth. So thanks for bringing him up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and what I was gonna say was that you know he a lot of times he talks about you can't measure this system that you're in, you know, like from the system that you're in, and I think that's what a lot of people do with Bitcoin is people. When we look at Bitcoin, 
we measure it in dollars. That's like the first thing that you do. And, and understandably so, because that's, the, that's what we've been told to do our whole life is measure things in fiat, whether dollars or euros, whatever fiat currency you live in, you measure it according to, okay, how much value does it have in dollars? And that's what people only think about. And so they, if Bitcoin's price is up, then people go, oh, you must be doing great. Oh, and Bitcoin price goes down. Oh, how's it, how, the price is down right now. And so it's because they're measuring it. They, they haven't crossed that Rubicon yet and gone down the rabbit hole of measuring Bitcoin outside of a fiat standard. And, it, and it's what's really interesting to me is like 2017, 2018, I started buying in 2019, but I was paying attention this like since 2017. And when I started buying, Bitcoin was like at $9,000, $10,000. And $20,000 was the all-time high. And it seemed like this mountain to overcome, you know? And even when we, in, I remember in December of 2020, when we finally crossed, 20,000 it was like oh we did it you know like it went back over its all-time high but Here we now, are again. yeah and now that <laughs> yeah we're back at 20,000 again right and it seems like this bottom but 69,000 is now the all-time high of bitcoin and i don't look at it the same way that i looked at 20,000 when i first started buying because i still had more of like the the fiat eyes right and the fiat mindset of we got to get over this mountain of 20k and i don't look at 69,000 as this huge mountain to to overcome or that this insurmountable number that we could never reach and when we reach it it's just like crazy it just it to me it seems like yeah of course we're going to pass 69k you know that's going to happen and and i think just having more years and more time studying sound money it totally changes your mindset on how you look at at Bitcoin and you stop measuring it from the fiat system. Absolutely. And honestly, you know, for new people, which I know is kind of like your target audience to help uh, new people in this space to understand everything. What a huge advantage for them that we didn't go to 300,000 and, and, and crash to 80,000. No, we're here at 20,000. So anyone who's new have an amazing opportunity to buy Bitcoin now at 20,000 for the long term, nobody knows what happens next month, but for the long term, this is an insanely uh, attractive price, which I compare to probably in that last bear market when Bitcoin reached down to 3,120, um, where people were scared, they didn't buy, not many did, but those that did made some of the best purchases ever. I think that's around where we are now. Um, I also just want to say with Jeff Booth, as you mentioned, uh, Marcus, couldn't agree more. He's one of those guys that not only is extremely smart, he's also extremely kind. What a nice guy all around. And he came on Toxic Happy Hour when we were four or five months old. Not many subscribers, you know. You know I remember. Yeah, I mean. His mom was in the chat. Remember that? I remember. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, and and she really enjoyed that show, actually, he told us later, because I, I guess what we're trying to do with our informal 
uh, atmosphere, no planned agenda. Like it's not a board meeting. It's we're just hanging out in the pub with our friends. That's that's the concept of, of Toxic Capture. So we talk Bitcoin and then we talk other stuff like you would do when you're in the pub. That's I think that atmosphere she really liked because she saw we know from, from Jeff um, like the real Jeff Booth, like, you know, like how, how she knows him as a person. Mm-hmm. He was sitting there drinking Corona. I was having Kentucky apple juice and puppy was doing his IPAs probably. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and we just that. had a great time. And he came on, even though we're just a new podcast and uh, man, kudos to that guy. He's, he's one of the guys, if not the guy that I love the most in, in Bitcoin, honestly. Yeah, hey, I, I I got a question around that. I want to circle a little bit back though to what you were saying earlier. You were saying um, when it comes to price, uh, and the the Fed started uh, talking about raising rates. Later, they also started raising rates, but just them talking about it, you know, that already had like this massive dampening effect. Basically, they're giving a, a heads up to the market. I even saw a tweet this week, uh, I think it was the Bank of England or something saying that we gave the market plenty of time or plenty of warning or something. So don't blame us or whatever. But, you know, to me, yeah, sure, there is a short term correlation. But at the same time, when I look at the Bitcoin chart just by itself, I see like these clear three tops now, you know, and these three clear bear markets. And if there's going to be like a fourth one, I mean, it just seems like Bitcoin is doing its thing. And maybe it's just, yeah, it is impacted. But at the same time, it seems to just not care either. You know, if you look at COVID, there was a massive crash there, but it just corrected right back to its old cycle path, if you will. So I don't know if the four-year halving cycle is just coincidentally also like the Fed four-year cycle, you know, who knows. But to me, it still seems like, you know, Bitcoin you can it's we're not mature yet you know like we're still heavily adopting here so if you look at twitter you know look at the stack chainers you know there's like this growing community of people who just are completely you know they get it you know like they're not just uh, and you know uh, all the shit coining and the gambling aside but people really understand that bitcoin is really the only decentralized hard money thing that's not going to get fucked with over time it's that long-term play yeah nobody knows exactly the route it's going to take but you know we get it and looking at that i mean i think it's pretty incredible because we're here talking about 2020 but like how is that if i if i look at toxic happy hour you guys had like what like 30 views <laughs> when you when you started you know we were hanging out in the chat and if i look at you guys now you are like the i think like one of the if not the most popular most listened to spaces there on on twitter you just got back from a conference in charlotte or uh, is it a conference maybe you can talk about that but yeah like how, how is that i'll cover that like, and, let, and let's if talk you about if that. you just think that that's like in the space of like two years and you can to me that's like a testimony of how the space is growing and not just yeah. opportunity for stacking sets but also an opportunity to become like part of this community which is still growing and it's probably going to keep on growing as as time goes by yeah um man yeah uh, absolutely um, and, and I think, oh, first of all, I just want to say, look, uh, Cafe Bitcoin has, uh, hosted by Swan has, has more audience than, than we do, but otherwise I, I think we pretty much are 
killing it. Honestly, we have. You guys are. Like, more, thank you. More, I mean, more and more of, you know, those really smart and well-known well Bitcoiners come and hang out for quite a while. Like Max Kaiser hung out for two hours last Wednesday, like, it, it, you know, because he wanted to. And, and the next day, uh, Hotlanot um, won the Norwegian case against uh, Fake Toshi. And he came and ha hung out with us for one and a half hours in space. They don't have to. But they choose to because I guess they like it. You know, we, we do it a little bit different. Um, and, and, and I think there's room for all different types. You know, simply Bitcoin are killing it the way they're doing it. Yeah. So we can all look. It's a there's people want their information in many different ways or enjoys it in different ways. We do it our way. And for us, that's working. We're happy about that. You, are, you guys are doing this. This is working great for you guys. And people are enjoying that. Um, to go back to like, again, uh, like who you kind of um, try and, 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 and educate here with, with your podcast, um, uh, you know, people that are new in this space. And your question earlier, uh, Marcus, um, like what, what did I learn? So I definitely think, I, I mean, a learning for many people, including me, is that new people in this space should listen to that phenomenal meme that Matt O'Dell has created, stack, stay humble and stack sats. So if you're a new person, just keep, just keep buying Satoshis, which is pieces of a Bitcoin. One Bitcoin contains 100 million Satoshis. Stack those sets and stay humble. Too many people that try and outsmart the market get wrecked and lose their Bitcoin. Uh, either they try and, and get up, you know, increase faster dollar value by, by buying shit coins. Focus on Bitcoin. Don't get fancy. And, and, and just hold them because Bitcoin is going a thousand X from here, zero doubt in my mind, in my lifetime, a thousand X, $20 million as a minimum, just before you call me a bear. Let me just say a minimum bear. in my lifetime. <laughs> so, 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 so don't think about getting in and out at the right time, stack sats and importantly, educate yourself on what Bitcoin is because then you'll understand that it is the best money the world has ever seen. Use sources like you guys who are educating on this different from basic level and up. Um, because once you have the understanding what money is, only then does it make sense that Bitcoin is the best money the world has ever seen. And when, when the market crashes 70, 75%, like we've experienced now, you don't sell in panic because you already know Bitcoin has won and is going to 20 million plus. So don't threat, don't, don't try and like get out at 65 and buy at 30. You don't know what's going to happen short term. Nobody does. Stack sets, stay humble, accumulate as much as possible. We're going to the moon. Don't overthink the short term. Yeah, I would agree. And I would even say, even if you're experienced in Bitcoin, it's the same play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to stack sats and stay humble. I don't yeah. care. If you've been in Bitcoin for 10 years, you've been in Bitcoin for 10 days. Like, yeah. this is like that is the strategy you know yeah. don't trade the corn yeah. don't short the corn don't sell the corn just buy the corn for me uh, one of the things that i i will definitely have changed changed because of this like uh run this year and like what i've gone through is like you know you go through phases where first you're learning yourself about bitcoin and then yeah the minute you learn all kind of stuff you want to tell your friends and your family and then you even learn more and you get even more exciting. You want to tell them even more and you got to get in on this. And 
I think my advice moving forward is really going to be, if you have to ask me, is now a good time to buy? Don't buy. Like, just fucking learn first. You know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, educate yourself until you feel you know what you're doing. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really feel like I'm still going through, like, processes of learning, too. And, like, yeah. um, Every wanting day. to shout it from the roofs to, you know, maybe maybe not shout as loud anymore. And just, I'll, I'll always be that Bitcoin guy. It's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, we learn every day, all of us. Like even people who've been here for a long time um, learn every day. So yeah, well, did you, do you guys want me to just uh, tell, tell you about what, what happened in, uh, in Charlotte, North yeah, Carolina yeah. this weekend? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Bitcoin Charlotte is a uh, really active and I would say professional uh, Bitcoin meetup that they also like spend money on making it really good. And Saturday night, I attended what I think was the, the coolest, most uh, through and through worked out thematic, awesome Bitcoin party that I've ever attended. And this is just from a small meetup group, right? It, it's in Charlotte. Um, so the concept, what they had this uh, weekend, uh, it's Halloween, and they're going to do it again next year. Um, and uh, basically, it's, uh, you know, combining the theme of Bitcoin and Halloween, it's Halloween. So Friday night, we had a um, cattleman's feast. So uh, Texas Slim was there. A chef was there. We got to taste all different kinds of meat, you know, full plate with nothing but like seven different kinds of meat, nothing else. That was that was. I, I ate hard. I didn't know I ate hard, but apparently I ate hard, uh, and that's healthy, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, um, heart, liver, those are good organs for you. Yeah. Then Saturday uh, was the kind of kind, uh, quote unquote, like conference. It was like a one day combination of uh, speakers and workshops. There was two locations, right? BDC Sessions, Sky Swan, Jeff Swan, and and other new people to speaking were there because Liz, I think, has a, a great there's Liz and Jacob um, from, uh, from, that are running the, the Bitcoin Charlotte meetup. Uh, and I think Liz really has a great talent for spotting, here's someone who maybe didn't have a chance to speak before, but I think there's something there. So there were speakers, there was um, uh, workshops downstairs, uh, cool venue, about a hundred people. And, and then we didn't really like, like so, so uh, Liz and uh, and Jacob told us like uh, yeah like on the Friday yeah tomorrow you guys are the main event like uh, Toxic Happy right me and Poppy is like what are you talking about like we haven't done this in person before like we do it on Twitter Spaces every day for like combined fifteen plus hours yeah. um, but so like what are you talking about but I mean when you look at when you look at the the the, the post of the schedule and it, it, it kind of I guess made sense what she was saying. So I mean, it was call it at least the final act. So we went from three thirty um, to four thirty. Um, many of, and I'll get back to that. But what what was the mix like? Like, what was the audience like? Is it like all hardcore Bitcoiners or much uh, much uh, more uh, noobs than I had thought? It wasn't like going to Miami and like you meet. 2000 people, you know, from Twitter that all like hardcore long-term Bitcoiners, 
a lot a lot of new people that you know in a workshop got help even to like download an app to buy their first bitcoin satoshis um and then people that have been around along and of course the speakers all had uh good experience so uh and 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 as you may know part of toxic happy hour is we don't really have an agenda we kind of like to wing it so so we're like on the day like we're we're like brainstorming like talking like it's not prepared right it's we're just talking about okay what could we actually do we got to go on 330 what are we going to do about this um yeah what first of all we got to warm up why don't we find a nearby watering hole and have a couple of drinks and talk about this what we're going to do 330 (laughs) so we we walk outside this it was in this old church that is now like an art uh place for exhibitions and events like this and as soon as we got outside this church we we see huddle tarantula who's walking up and down the street yeah i met him before uh, cause he was doing a speech, uh, as well about, uh, off, off grid mining, which blew my mind. And I know I will never do that. Cause that's insane. That's hardcore off grid mining. Like you create your own fuel source, whatever, or energy source. But, um, so we, we met him, he was on the phone, uh, and, and we said, Hey, come with us. And then the three of us went up to the, the nearest, uh, bar, uh, started off with, uh, a, a locker pint, uh, delicious, then uh, went to, I think, one of the best Bloody Marys I ever had with uh, lots of horseradish made by a guy who never made Bloody Marys before. So, we're, you know, we're getting the, 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 the creative juices going and just, yeah. just messing around. Like, we're, we're mainly there, just like we do, I think, in our show. We're just there to have a good time. And then we also talk about, oh, okay, we could do this, we could do that. Let's see, let's see what we do, because we've never done it in person before. But I think it ended up actually going really well. We know some things we want to change um to make it better it's 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 being it was recorded so i think next week they'll release all the presentations etc uh on the website um but i i think both poppy and i had like 60 seconds each in our head of something we wanted to say for me it was like the introduction um and and poppy also had but the rest of it was just freestyling and and both liz and jacob uh told us they definitely did not want to go up on stage. So obviously, don't tell me that. I dragged them both up there. <laughs> I, first, first list. It's just like, oh no. And uh, but you know, we, we take care of people. We have banter. We joke, like yeah. we joke with each other, but also make them feel good and give them a good time. So so Jacob was standing down there laughing because we had pulled his sister up. So of course I bring uh, Jacob up as well. Uh, Guy Swan was up there as well, and and then interaction with, with people in the room. So we really had a blast, and and it's definitely something we want to uh, perfect, if you can say that, or at least improve and 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 do more of, because it was really really fun. Yeah, um, that sounds like a lot of fun, and and just good, a good experience to go from spaces and then to do it in real life is even more fun. Yeah. Uh, what I hear from like noobs coming to like uh, meetups and stuff, there's, there's been some really good meetups I've been to in Amsterdam. It's like, it's a very effective way to orange pill and just to see that it's not just a bunch of lasered eyed weirdos on, on Twitter, you know, like talking crazy stuff, but it's actually normal people you can reach out to. I think it's awesome. And I think it's cool to see like all these, all these new meetups still popping up everywhere, growing up in, uh, in popularity and in numbers. So. 
Yeah, bullish. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we, Anders, we have uh, three final questions for you before before you go. Can I, can I just, yeah, so, yeah can I yeah. say that? Wait, uh, I just got to reject that phone call. Uh, that was puppy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh i'll call it back hookers, it hookers, back. Hookers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, i i just want to so two things i want to say something real quick before the questions and then i want to make a public service announcement uh about you guys uh before we end but but first of all so so Halloween, like they gave us which is bitcoin charlotte gave us great feedback Liz took a chance on us and i, I, I the whole time i'm like how can you say you want us to come and do something at your event? You don't, you don't know if we can pull it off. Like you, you don't know much about toxic cap air, but, but she felt from talking with us and, you know, and the, and, and sort of like the, the energy or, or that, that it would be useful. So, you know, that she helped us a lot by, by taking that chance. Um, so, that, so, but what I gave them as feedback is guys, you throw the best parties in this space that I've seen. Of course, I haven't been to the having party yet, but uh, <laughs> I, I bet both will be amazing, to be honest. So I told him, like, you can even, like, you should maybe sometimes throw parties where it's like Bitcoin is getting together and have amazing parties. And that in itself absolutely be, can be carried um, as an event. So they, they're probably doing a, uh, a, a holiday party for Christmas and, you know, uh, Halloween, Halloween, absolutely next year. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Let's do the three questions, and then, for the sake of your <laughs> listeners, I I think they need to know who they're dealing with here. So I'll 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 tell them that in the end, so you don't cut me off before the three questions. Let's oh, go. Oh, oh wait 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 wait. Who who are we dealing with? Who are we dealing with? You and, and Marcus. Now I got I gotta tell your audience uh, who you really are. Uh, you know, Big Sean. Yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. All right, here we go. First of the three questions. What did you read to or listen? What did you read or listen to that made you finally swallow the orange pill? Easy. Um, so in 2011, Ooh. Uh, every, no, 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 no. Every, I think most Bitcoiners have Ooh. like the first time. Ooh. No, I. <laughs> Well confirmed. No, 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 no. Listen, let me finish. I think all Bitcoiners have this experience. Like they hear about Bitcoin, they reject it. They come back later. Yeah. Same thing, unfortunately, happened for me because if I had paid attention and not rejected it, I could have been buying Bitcoin for $2. Unfortunately, I didn't. I would love to be a whale. I'd love to be a dolphin, a shark or fish or squid. But here I am at shrimp status. Uh, but... Um, so in 2016, uh, I, at the time I was al alone in Dubai, I had a lot of time in my hand. And the one thing that I'm an economist, I spent five years in university studying economy. Um, one thing I had in my mind was, wait, in the 60s, the world was doing great. We had families where you had one income, they were happy, they had a car, they had a house, they could go on holidays. And every year GDP has grown per capita, but now everyone feels like they're in the rat race. They're on that, the treadmill constantly. People are from, from paycheck to paycheck, like a lot of people, not just 20%, like 80, 90%. It's tough out there. So that bothered me. I, I'm like, something is wrong. And, and, and so I was 
kind of researching on that, you know, re reading about central banking Rothschild uh, starting back in Europe um, and, uh, and the Fed. And so I came across a five and a half minute video in my research and like, I, I felt central banking is the problem. I don't understand how. So that's why I was looking into it. And I came across this short video and unfortunately I can't find it again because I can't remember the name of the guy back in 2016. And, and in that video, he was explaining how the, the, the fake money is the problem. The fiat currency is constantly being diluted. And he said, gold and Bitcoin is the answer to that because that's sound money. And I'm like, what? And then I remembered I heard about Bitcoin before. And by the way, the reason I rejected it in 2011 was because that he used the word miners. Like miners have become a name or like what you call the, the, the computers that are doing the hashing rate that are securing the network and, and putting in the, the transactions. Mm -hmm. When I heard the word miner in 2011, I thought, oh, this is farm bill money. It's... Um, uh, uh, what, what video, like, video game it's video game money there's yeah. a miner you know like farm will you have farmers and then you have someone digging for stone and like oh okay so video game money hmm. unfortunately magic but, internet money magic internet money but so so i saw that and, and it was like man i heard about this now i understand what it is it's better money next video i see and let, the next video i see is the andreas antonopoulos video from uh i think that he made that in september 17 where he's got that blue background that i think the video is like i don't know 37 minutes long or something as, as i recall um i'm autistic of course here with like remembering different yeah. things um and uh that was a one of the best orange pilling videos ever andreas antonopoulos of course i don't like him or endorse him today because he's going to shit come right Right, route writing a book about Ethereum and how it works, mastering Ethereum, <laughs> which he's smart enough to know is a shit coin. Yeah, uh, I'm done. That's it. You know, yeah. unfollow yeah. everything. Uh, not that he cares about me, but uh, so that that was that was those two videos. That's all I needed to understand. This is this. This is the answer to the problem I've been trying to understand for like half a year, and um, and uh, from then on. I, I consumed Bitcoin content probably eight hours a day for like, I don't know, a year or something. <laughs> yes. like I was immediately down there. Like that first video, that was always like, I got to get some Bitcoin. Now I get it. Like that was that when he mentioned Bitcoin, jink, like it just clicked for me. Um, so, yeah, that's what Orange pilled me. Dang. Yeah. And once you go down that rabbit hole, it's like when you're in there. You, your mind does not stop thinking about Bitcoin. It's crazy. Eight so, hours a day for a year, folks. <laughs> and, and then after that, like once I realized nothing that I listen to can make me go all in because I don't have more money. Uh, unfortunately, at the time, I was really struggling financially, so I couldn't buy already in 16. It wasn't until late in 17. But, um, but I was... I was on it because i knew this was interesting and the solution to the problem um so yeah wish i had more but um yeah that's how it goes we all we all wish we had more yeah so uh second question how do you see hyper bitcoinization playing out um first of all i will say people that talk about we need merchant adoption or um that that is crucial for bitcoin to succeed and take over his money out the world 
don't worry, that's going to come later. Unit of account is also not, it's not practical now. It's only going to happen when Bitcoin has taken over as the dominant money. How I see it play out is, um, you know, Bitcoin is going to continue to have its bull markets, its bear markets. And uh, once I think we're reaching like $4 million, $5 million per Bitcoin, then Bitcoin will be such a big part of uh, global money. And when I say money, I'm talking about the fiat currencies that are not really money because money can store value and fiat currencies cannot. But when by that time, it will be so big compared to dollars and euro and, and, and yen, yuan, et cetera, um, that I think that will trigger that global consciousness about, wait, this is, this is happening. This is better money. You know, it's become the biggest, it's bigger than the dollar. And I think that will create that S curve, like really, you know, getting steep. And, and then we'll end up all using Bitcoin only. I think the dollar is going to die. Absolutely. I don't know if it's in five years or in 10 years, but um, so Bitcoin will take over as money. And once it's taken over as money, it will also become the unit of account. Um, but it, it's not going to become the medium of exchange for anyone else than the Bitcoiners that reach financial um, freedom don't have fiat income. So if all you have is Bitcoin and you're going to live off your Bitcoin, you might as well use it as the merchant instead of selling it on an exchange and use the dollar, right? So, um, and once it happens, then, I mean, you have this much GDP in the world, you have this much Bitcoin, but GDP will grow as it always has. In fact, it will grow faster because we don't have this misallocation of capital that we have today when you have a, you know, a socialist committee, communist style committee, deciding the price of the most important commodity in the world, which is money. The interest rate is the price of, of that commodity. That creates misallocation. So once, once Bitcoin sound the soundest money we've ever seen, the only one we've ever seen that is 100% hard cap, um, then productivity will increase dramatically, in my opinion. Like, in a, I know I, I know I talk a lot, but I have a lot of things I want to say. Oh, yeah. so, as long as it's okay with you guys. Yeah, yeah. From, from 1873 to 1892, a 20-year period, when U.S. did not have internet, did not have electricity to the same extent, did not have all these things we have today that can help increase productivity. That period, that 20 years, productivity grew with almost factor three in just 20, 20 years. So, But what, I, but what did we have during that period? Well, gold was money. A hard, oh, money, a hard money. I mean, we had hard, hard money. We had sound yeah. money. But gold cannot increase in value because as it, well, it, I mean, it can denominate it in fiat, but real purchasing power over, of gold is the same over time because as it increases, we'll just dig more out of the ground. Yeah. That doesn't happen with Bitcoin. So now I've, I, I, I think your answer, uh, your question was something about how does hyper-Bitcoinization uh, take yeah. place. So I think it's yeah. going to happen at the time where it, it you know, reaches three, four million. And, um, and then we'll all end up, no one will accept dollars as salary. Supermarkets won't sell their, their groceries for dollars. It will be like Bitcoin will just be, the, be the, the only money that people will deal in. So we don't need to convince everyone because they will be on a Bitcoin standard regardless 10, 15 years from now. That, that, that's going to be an amazing thing to see, right? When, when like a Walmart or Amazon comes out and they say, uh, we no longer accept the dollar. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We only accept Bitcoin. Like that's going to be one of those things like 
Yeah, it's here. The thing that we've been talking about for for years yeah. is, is finally here. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, last question. So we say we say Bitcoin is there's going to be hyper Bitcoinization. We're all orange pilled. We all know Bitcoin's going to 20 million plus. But what if it isn't? And here's the question. What do you see? as the biggest threat to Bitcoin? Okay, so first of all, uh, as Elon Musk has said, we all live in a, in a simulation. And I happen to know the, the, the programmer that created this simulation that we're all living in. And uh, I bought the version for all of us that does take us to 20 million. So there, okay, there is- Okay, all right, all right, good, is, good. So that, like, does ha- that does happen. Stop questions like that, <laughs> please. No, yeah. So, don't worry, we got this, no. But, 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 you, gotta, serious... but you gotta be rational, right? We yeah, all believe yeah, no. that this is gonna happen. I'll be serious. There has to be an off chance, right? There has to yeah. be some 0.001% chance that this doesn't work. Of course. Bitcoin, that Bitcoin fails. So what, so what comes what to is, mind? Yeah. Yeah. So what is so, the threat? What, are the, what do you see as Bitcoin's biggest threat? Yeah. So on a serious note, I agree with you that nothing is 100% certain in anything. Mm-hmm. The same with Bitcoin. However, I think we are really, really close to 100%. Yeah, I have now spent six years trying to see what the threats to Bitcoin are. And one of my biggest concerns initially was government will stop it or can stop it. But then I realized they can't. And that that WikiLeaks already have proven that in 2010. So that was out of the question. Um, Explain, explain. What do you mean? WikiLeaks 2010. Uh, so yeah, good, good question. Um, WikiLeaks exposed, uh, war crimes from, um, from, um, uh, from United States and other, uh, war, war faring nations. Uh, they, yeah, they exposed uh, war crimes, things that the United States government did not want to come out in public, um, because there was some very not fair play, um, you know, innocent, uh, deaths, etc. I think, I don't know the details. So the most powerful organization in the world, the combination of US government and US military, I mean, that's the most powerful, right? You can't even compare that to anything else. They wanted to stop Bitcoin. uh, Oh, sorry, they wanted to stop WikiLeaks from being funded to expose these war crimes. Uh, So they told all the credit card companies, you can't work with WikiLeaks or we'll just shut your business down. They told uh, the international uh, bank uh, settlement system, uh, the, the SWIFT, you can't work with the WikiLeaks, we'll shut you down. So the most powerful organization tried to kill WikiLeaks, but WikiLeaks could receive Bitcoin and did receive Bitcoin and received 50,000 Bitcoin to continue their funding. And I believe that was 210, might've been 11, I think it was 210. Um, and, and thereby, they actually proved that when even the most powerful government wants to stop Bitcoin, um, honey badger don't care and, and, and Bitcoin will continue. TikTok next block, no one can stop it. So honestly, I, I know we could list different things as, as potential threats, but I've spent, because I'm all in, I have skin in the game. I've gone through all of those and, and, and done research and listened to the smart people, the, the programmers, et cetera. And I don't see any credible threat 
So, I mean, to me, it's like 99.9 and then some percent chance that Bitcoin will succeed and reach 20 million. It's a matter of time. The Bitcoin price is a reflection of how many of 8 billion people understand that Bitcoin has already won and is going to 20 million plus. So it's right. just a let reflection me, of- let me, let me throw this last one out there, Sean. I know we're on a, on a tight time schedule here. What if we had a guest on last week? What if Bitcoin, can Bitcoin grow too fast? You're, you're asking me if Bitcoin can grow too fast. Would that be dangerous for Bitcoin? Uh, I, I don't see how that would be a, a problem. Um, I, I, so, how would that be so a problem? Suppose, suppose Bitcoin would have gone to 500K mm -hmm. a year or whatever ago. Um, I, I and we've seen, we've seen how, you know, what we call uh, the, the, the wider audience who've not yet really, you know, open their eyes towards Bitcoin, how they react to governments and they still trust governments fairly, fairly, fairly much, actually very much. So imagine Bitcoin going to 500K, a million really fast, and um, the governments are saying, all right, guys, this is now a threat to, it's destabilizing, Bitcoin is the cause of inflation, um, it's all this bad stuff, it's also very bad for the environment, it's time that we ban it and we, we stick a halt to it before it gets out of hand. And you know we have 70% of the population agreeing with this. Could that be an issue? I mean, I, I think the government already tried, like WikiLeaks being the first such example, and, and there has been a lot of bath mouth, mouthing about Bitcoin, both from Central Bank, you know, Jamie Dimon calling it a Ponzi and all this. They've tried, but they can't stop it. So I don't think that, you know, because they already know, they're not that stupid. They already know and have known for a while this uh, you know, the, the, the people that are really in power, the guys that own, own the central bank, they know it's a problem. They've tried what they could. All they can do now is delay it by fudding Bitcoin, creating fear, uncertainty and doubt. But I don't think they can stop it. And if we go to 500,000, you know, quickly, that will be a, a, a marketing. I mean, that pulls in a lot of people because everybody loves number go up. Um, so I don't, I don't think they have any weapons that, yes, to some extent, they will keep some people away, but it will still draw in new people. Anyone that is a, a, an orange pill Bitcoin has been down the rabbit hole will not sell the Bitcoin because the government um, uh, is, is bad mothing it more than it's already doing. So I, I, don't, I don't see that as a problem at all. I mean... It, it would be positive. I think more people would, would run into Bitcoin. All right. Ultra, ultra bullish. Yes. <laughs> oh, all nah. the way. No, nah, no. Nah. Anders is a bear. <laughs> okay. Anders. Hey, thanks. Thank you for coming on today. We know you got to hop to some toxic happy hour spaces. Give people a handoff on where they can find you, reach you, what you have going on, what you're building. Uh, let everyone know. Right. First of all, thank you so much uh, for having me on. I love you guys. We, we got to know each other in 2020 and uh, it's been a blast that journey. Um, 
and you guys are hilarious with your memes and everything. So um, they can find me, people can find me on Twitter with what it says right there, at Anders underscore. It's not Andres. Uh, I'm not Spanish, I'm Danish, so it's spelled <laughs> this way, Anders, E before the R. Um, so I'm doing a lot of taxi happy hour and, and really laying into that now and, and, and stepping on the, 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 the pedal with that even more so with, with Poppy. And, and uh, we learned this weekend that this can actually be really funny to do, not only for us, but also for the audience uh, when we do it in person. So that's super exciting. I mean, that's just a few days since I, I learned that, right? Um, and um, so we, but we do it every day, Monday to Friday, 11 a.m., Pacific time, uh, go for two, two and a half, sometimes three hours. Great people stop by, like like yourselves, both of you, and 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 join in that informal conversation. Um, oh, so I have the play party coming up, Toxic Happier play party at the Pacific Bitcoin Conference. I don't know if, if this show is going to come out before that. Uh, you'll find that a link to that on my uh, profile right now is the pin tweet. Otherwise, it's meetup.com slash Bitcoin LA. Um, and there is, it's, I'm doing everything I can to keep it free, but an awesome party. So I'm doing what I can now to scrounge some funds from sponsors to make this happen, because that's really what I want to do. Um, what else am I working on? Well, tonight I have a meetup uh, with uh, Bitcoin Meetup where Andy Edstrom is coming out. So that's going to be too late, of course, for this to be shown. So I have a, that meetup. I both use it for the play part. I, I started in 17 and I use it to do like re regular meetups, just hanging out, having a drink together, spend time with Bitcoiners. I'm probably doing more stuff. I can't remember it on top of my head. <laughs> you're, you're also a very good DJ. You've proven on, yes. uh, on Spaces. Yeah. I like that little mix up you do. And uh... Yeah, you've been you've been at it for a long time, man. And I know you've also done a lot of in-person meetups like in LA, back in Europe, you know, where you just invite friends or family or business people to uh, to watch your Bitcoin presentations. Just, yeah, so from me to you, big uh, big thank you for everything you do for the space as well, man. Keep That's it going. Good. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate this, guys. Yeah. Um, and so if we're otherwise done, I think it's time to reveal to your audience uh, some facts that they should know about you. Okay, and uh, you, you already figured it out, Sean, because I said it before. Uh, guys, ladies, Sean Harris, uh, <laughs> big Sean Harris is actually the incarnation of the Notorious B.I.G. was born <laughs> the same day that he was shot in L.A. So there you have it, a rap legend sitting amongst us, uh, an honor, sir. Uh, <laughs> with Plan Marcus, I'll tell you what, there's a reason that he doesn't show his face. Just like Plan B and uh, Rational Root. You can all hear that it's the Dutch accent on all of them. Here's the thing you didn't know. It's the same guy. Same guy. Plan Marcus <laughs> is Plan B. I mean, just say Plan <laughs> B, think. Plan Marcus. I mean, Ooh. it's too close. You should have you should have chosen something different than Plan I've B. Never, I've never seen Plan Marcus and Plan B in the same room. Right? And Rational <laughs> Root, right? Uh, as Plan yeah. B kind of got, when, when you really got hammered for, for you know, that model. I don't, I don't know if that's a compliment, Anders, man, comparing me to Plan B. Uh, <laughs> I'm, He's man, just telling facts. I'm, He's just telling facts, Marcus. It's not opinions. This is just facts. I think your audience need to know who they're dealing with. I mean, <laughs> you, you got like more than a million followers and a lot of shill revenue on that other account. And then as Plan B was kind of being out, as Plan yeah, B I gotta was, eat. I gotta eat. 
<laughs> As plan B was kind of pushed to the side, rational route came in, same Dutch accent, same uh, accent. doing an amazing job on that new account plan, Marcus. Uh, you are truly a master of disguise. Like, only, only a Dane would know, only someone who's Danish would know the true Dutch accent, right? They would I know. thought it was obvious for everyone, but yeah, they, they're, I mean, you can't hide it. I hope you have no problem <laughs> with me. Okay, well, thank, thank you, Anders. For everyone listening in, go to the Pleb Party. If you're going to the Pacific Bitcoin Conference, go to the Pleb Party by Toxic Happy Hour, uh, as well as, don't forget, Toxic Happy Hour spaces Monday through Friday, every week. Listen in with Anders and Pubby. Uh, they go live uh, Monday through Friday. That's at 11, at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And as for everybody else, uh, you know, don't forget that we have the Mean Factory podcast this Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We run those live with everyone else in the Mean Factory. And remember, what you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, don't just let it stay here. If you learned something, you, you were entertained, you had a good time listening in, uh, like, subscribe, give us a follow, give us a comment. Give us a shout out. Let your friends know that the Bitcoiners Guide is here. As for Bitcoiners Guide, episode 36 from Anders, Plan Marcus, and Big Sean. We're opening out. Peace. Last thing. Last thing. People cool. got to go to the uh, the having party in El Salvador 2024. That's important. All right. And, 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 and goodbye. Go to the having party, everyone. Make sure you're there. Let's go. You're not having fun. You're not doing it right. Yes.